soccer chat with two T's because we're going to chat about soccer, but we're also in Chattanooga. So it's like a play on words. And, you know, Chattanooga is a soccer city. All right. So we are here live right after the Greenville Chattanooga Red Wolves one nothing Red Wolves victory, doing a live um, broadcast, partly because I'm out of town next week and uh, partly because we haven't got a chance to do a live reaction. We also have an opportunity to have a guest today, the um, newly appointed capo for the Scenic City Alphas. Big Red is here. Big the Red. Howling Ginger. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be with you guys. And a choo-choo train. Can you guys hear the choo-choo train? Well, choo -choo. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> the Scenic City is known for its, for its trains. All right, guys, let's just get a quick reaction. One of the best moments I've had as a soccer fan happened around the 92nd minute there. For me, the biggest thing, and I think the, the sign that we as a supporter group were doing what we were supposed to all game long is, Zai doesn't jump just one fence. He goes to a second fence along with his two of his teammates to come celebrate with, with the Scenic City Alphas, who, let's give them credit, they were loud all night. I'm looking forward to listening to it on the replay. Yes, fantastic energy. Actually had a comment from a couple of the players after the game as they went by and gave everyone a high five that they noticed the energy in the stadium for that match. Excellent. All right, so let's 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 jump right into a little bit of a kind of analysis of the game. What what was your thoughts on how the how the how the Red Bulls played going into let's ignore the last 5 minutes. I don't know about you, but it was a little bit it was dull. It was a little scary. Like it was, yeah. they, they um, traditionally going into this game, you expected it to be actually the opposite. Greenville is the one that's usually the one that sits back and allows the other team to kind of hit him, hit him, hit him. And it was us for basically the majority of the game. I think that's fair, right? The last couple home matches, Chattanooga has jumped out and got an early goal. And so, yeah, that this one took quite a while. That entire first half didn't really feel like there were many attacking chances. Um, it was very, it was very nerve-wracking for the for the large, large part of the game. And, and even on top of that, though, I didn't feel like Greenville really had that many amazing opportunities themselves. Like they just, there wasn't a lot. It was mainly a, a middle of the, a middle of the of the of the field. They did, they obviously had a little bit more possession on our end. But even then, it wasn't like their possession was the eight passes around the 18 looking for their their opportunity. It was a cross here or there that was overhit, but nothing that really stood out as an amazing save that kept us from being down. It was just, you know, it was just ah for a lot of it. A really well-organized defense for the Chattanooga Red Wolves. Um, that helped keep it from being too nervous, because you're right, there were not a ton of chances on goal. It was mostly shots from distance. Alex Mangles is very good handling shots from distance. Yeah. All right, so you're the new capo. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about what that means and, and what you and the uh, Alphas have plan from this point going forward, how you're planning on on running the game day experience? It boils down to pure energy for 90 straight minutes. Getting everybody hot, getting the chance going, and just non-stop, no dull moments whatsoever. Just one chant after another, one hop after another, one drum beat after another, for 90 straight minutes. So. The other thing I noticed, and I think, you know, I was there, so obviously I noticed it, but and you may hear one in the background. There's a lot of other instruments out there now, too. 
so we got a couple drums, more drums than in the past were out there. The, the Vuvuzelas were out. There were cowbells, there were homemade shakers. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a, a lot of, uh, a lot of noise. A lot of noise. <laughs> Some annoying guy with a bullhorn the entire time. Um, I want to give you credit doing an excellent job keeping the chants going, not at a pace that wears everyone out. It really felt like the energy was was dispersed well for the 95 minutes that we were playing and cheering that match. Let's back up a little. What got you involved in wanting to cheer for the Red Bulls? Man, that's a tough question, but just the love of soccer and it being in my city. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing for me. Is It's one thing that you can go to a match maybe once a season, you know, go to Atlanta or go to Nashville. But it's when, it, when it's in your city and it's minutes away, there's no excuse not to go to every match. And that's the reason why. For me, it's my city, it's my team. So, um, looking again at this match and at what, what we encountered here, we did see a difference, in for, not in formation, but in what we started with. What did you guys think of the fact that he chose to bring Zide off the bench this time? <clears throat> I still, because of the uh, early substitution they had to make of Jonathan Caparelli, it still felt like we were kind of stuck in the midfield. I, I was I was excited about that change of pace. Uh, Caparelli has shown a decent amount of speed coming down the wing, and Yaya CC, both of them feeding into Steven, who was really playing more of a false nine, uh, kind of behind those two in the midfield, and really seemed like he had pulled back when they brought in Eamon Zayed in the in the. Uh, no, so second that, half. He 100% did. He basically the, the, he was playing the role that I've been begging for him to be playing right. from when they brought Zaid in, which I really liked seeing because that last 15 20 minutes when Zaid was on the field, we had a lot of good attacking on. It was. It was a lot more active and so I'm hoping that's something they're going to stick with. I you know, I don't feel like they got the best chance to see a whole lot of it because of the early substitution that had to be made. Yeah. Um, but I am also excited that for the first time I got to talk about the false 9. Um, really want to make sure that we also get into finding the pockets in behind the defense. That's another uh, buzzword that I'm excited about. So, uh, for those of you that aren't, that aren't aware, um, I absolutely hate soccer terms being used that no one really knows what they mean, and being used in a manner like where you try to make yourself sound like the most amazing analyst by like, well, they, they did a great use of the false nine. The majority of people have no idea what we're talking about. And that's basically that why I got into podcasting was so that I could use those buzzwords. <laughs> that said, I have said that the, the bar that I want to one day open, I'm going to name the false nine <laughs> and have it only have you know number of beers on tap but always have at least nine local brews on tap as part of its thing. But I digress. Kevin, how do you feel about lineup changes? Uh... Well, there was a lineup change tonight. I think it worked in our favor. That is true. So um, something's got to be done, and I think they had a little taste of what needs to be done, and I think it worked out for us tonight. So looking forward to our, uh, our upcoming matches, do you guys think that this is something we're going to see him continue to try, or do you think this is more of a one-off? What do you think? Especially the way things got unlocked in the second half, you saw a lot more possession and a lot more possession in our half, pressing the other team, putting some pressure on their defense. I really think it is something he's going to try to stick with and give it a few more games to see how it, how it goes. You know, you want to see this kind of thing happen on the road. Their next, you know, their next road game, they're going to be playing Tormenta on June 8th. 
and uh, I want to see what they do there and if that's something that can kind of help overcome those road woes that they've had. I'll tell you one thing I'm really happy about is the fact that we do have another home game coming up right after this one because we can build some momentum not only as a supporter group but as a team. Um, the other part that I'm excited about with that is it was freaking hot out there. And I'm hot in the stands. I couldn't imagine being on, a, on the artificial turf in 90-degree weather as a player. So being able to be home, not have to travel back somewhere tonight, also not have to be wondering about travel on Thursday and really be able to get some rest for those guys that need rest, I think help only can help us going into the next game. So as capo for the Alphas, what are you looking to do next week to try to keep bringing that energy? Learning more chance is the key because that's what it's all about is the chance. And just what we need is more people. So in a week's time, just hitting social media, telling people about it, telling people you don't even know random people just to get more people here because the more people, the more energy. So I want to mention this because I don't know if it, if any of you that listen to this come to games and but you don't actually sit with um, the Alphas because you have this thought of, oh, I didn't buy a supporters ticket. It is open to any and every type of ticket. We have definitely slipped the ushers a uh, couple of Jacksons, and uh, so they will look the other way if you come sit with us. Yeah, so that's that's something key to know is, hey, anyone can join us. We'd love to have you out there. Um, you don't have to be necessarily chanting for 90 minutes straight. Come out and chant with us for 30 minutes and then go back to your seat. Just get a chance to experience it and enjoy it. I think you'll really like what you, uh, like what you see. Um, uh, so one other thing that I think I do want to talk about before we get going, and this is going to be a very short podcast um, because it is a reaction podcast, um, but I think it's important for us to discuss a little bit about this is there was another game in town. Uh, they played, our CFC neighbors played down the road. They played a game that started at 6. Uh, they had a pretty good turnout. About 6,000 fans came out to watch them lose to the La Liga team. I want to say, with that in mind, there's a pretty good crowd tonight. It wasn't amazing, let's be honest, but it was a pretty good crowd that grew. It was a bit of a late arriving crowd. It's a holiday weekend. It was hot outside, but they were there and brought the energy and brought the noise. And you could see it give the players a lift. There was, you know, at the end of that game, they were really digging to get that three points because yeah. of what was going on in the supporter section. Yeah, and I don't think, and I think the way they reacted, if you haven't got a chance to see it, I'm sure it's on ESPN Plus replay. Watch the reaction of the entire team running towards the fans. Um, they weren't taking it just and celebrating with themselves. They really celebrated with, with their supporters group, um, which I think is, is huge. The other thing I want to mention, uh, and I'm, this is my uh, shout out to you, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what happened at halftime with their, uh, their keeper? Uh, just a little, uh, just a little, you know, crap talking, if you will, and uh, I got a little smirk out of him. I figured I just wanted him to go in that locker room and for just 20 minutes just think of my face. <laughs> and that's all I wanted him to think about. It was excellent. So he's, he's the, the keeper's first name was Dallas, and he basically just went off on him, on him with his name over and over and over again, and basically, what was it you were exactly saying to him? I was caught in the moment. I quit. Yeah, it was something about basically Dallas, Texas, and then other people were yelling that they preferred other cities in in Texas. And the guy smirked and kind of looked over and smiled at us, which, you know, 
it, it may not have gotten in his head at all, but it was definitely fun for me as a supporter. I definitely noticed it earned a tip of the cap after the match. After he had shook hands and came to get his water bottle and his towel, he gave us a little, a little tip of the cap and uh, had a good time. Yeah. Good times had by all. You know, it's 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 all out here for fun. Soccer is supposed to be fun. People are supposed to enjoy themselves and laugh and have a good time. So some people sometimes forget that. And, uh, and I think this was just a good opportunity to have some fun. I think the other thing people forget is these, a lot of these players know each other, right? They're on opposing teams. Um, we got a chance to talk with uh, Leo Falva last Fala. night. Fala. sorry, I always do that wrong. Uh, Leo Fala last night, and he kind of mentioned that, you know, a couple of players he knew they were on Greenville, they were coming in, things like that. Uh, I mean, so these guys, when they get on the field, though, they're playing hard and they're playing for their team, but they know each other. They're having fun with their with friends that they've either played in college or they played in other teams with or they've been opponents with for a long period of time. And you can see the respect each other have, and I think that that goes to, this, to the supporters to have that respect for the other team, too. One thing I was really proud of a lot of our supporters for doing was cheering for the Greenville people as they went by. Uh, thanking the Greenville fans that came out. There was a few of them over in their section, um, which was also good to see because it's about four hours, four or five hours, depending on who's driving. Um, if I'm driving, it's five. Uh, if Alice is driving, it's 45 minutes. If I'm driving, it's like 12 hours. Yeah, because you got to stop for... So we've got to wrap up because they are literally kicking us out of the stadium. But uh, Big Red, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We uh, we definitely appreciate the support for the podcast. We enjoy doing this, and uh, hope that you would uh, that you enjoy it. If you guys will reach out to us at Soccer Chat on Twitter, we'd love to have some interaction and hear from you guys about the show. Uh, one last thing, I did get to have some Charlie's barbecue. I had brisket. It was excellent. If he is, whenever he is here, and you're at a game, stop by and see them. You are not going to be disappointed. And reasonably priced for stadium food. I, I think everyone will agree that Charlie was the man of the match tonight. Yeah. Heyman Zayed may have scored the game winner. Charlie, you're the man of the match. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the other side.